Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is August 22nd, it's 2019, and we have nine baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by, man, this is the Motley crew right here. I'll get it kicked off with the guy that was supposed to be with me yesterday. Technical difficulties did not allow the vomit stack of the Mets, um, but uh, <laughs> probably a good thing, right, Jordan? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get Plutko right. I'm coming for you. I'm coming. doesn't matter. Every Every five days... I'm stacking against Plutko, and uh, Chris Davis hit a home run, so I got some of my money back with that. But, uh, no, the, the Mets did not work out, and, and nor did the Marlins vomit stack against Tehran, thinking that maybe his performance against them is an illusion. Apparently it's not. Also joined by my bearded brother, Jeannie, for uh, – we got a three-man today. How are you doing, Grant? Oh, I'm doing great, you know, just uh, down here in beautiful, sunny – Southern California, down in San Diego, heading over to the live FanDuel Live Final this weekend. I got, I'm, I'm going to be Squirrel Patrol's plus one, so it's, it's real nice. Get to hang out down there and not even have a sweat going. It's going to be beautiful. Well, um, that's going to be fun. Hopefully you have a good time, and hopefully Squirrel Patrol takes it down. So we're one of the RG guys. Um, so, yeah, have fun with He's that. One, literally everyone I've been at with him. Fun fact, all one of them. Yeah, well, if I was him, I, you would be my plus one, too, if I had that streak going. So, uh, If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to FantasyDraft.com. Check out our sponsor, um, awesome sponsors of the podcast. Um, they do have their $20,000 Hooters kickoff free roll today, starting today, runs through Saturday, uh, for week or preseason. Um, so going to give out 20 20- – Seven hundred and fifty one twenty dollar tickets plus um, the seven hundred and fifty one to twelve fifty will get a four dollar ticket, and then the twelve fifty one to forty two fifty. So you know a lot of tickets being given out, and those guys will win one ticket. You can enter it three times, so you have a chance to win up to five twenty dollar tickets, which is a hundred bucks. So make sure you're checking that out. If you have premium here, Rotor Grinders, you can check out the premium content for preseason, and um, those guys are crushing it over there. So give it a look we're going to jump into this slate we have um, nine games to talk about here on today's slate we get started with the nationals and the pirates it's max scherzer at steven brought grant what do we think here on max scherzer is it going to be up to a full pitch count he threw six, 64 pitches on saturday they really haven't come out but i would guess probably 75 80 here yeah i mean at his price tag, I don't – like, if they say, yeah, he's he's got no pitch limit, then maybe you can do it. But, I mean, at his pitch count, are we really paying 11.4K for Scherzer? I don't think so. Jordan, I'm, I'm guessing 11.4 for Scherzer with a pitch count on him. I, I don't think we, we fire him up here. Well, I mean, even if he's low-owned, I mean, what's his upside at 11.4 if he can't pitch? I mean, my rule is with cheap pitchers, they have to pitch 90 pitches. So, I mean, like, does that mean that Scherzer only has to pitch 45? Maybe, maybe that should be proportionally, but that, no, you never pay that. And also, uh, even if you wanted, I think this is the only game that may have some uh, weather issues. So, if anything, I'd rather the weather not be a problem so people actually do play Max Scherzer and then tilt when he only pitches 80 pitches. Maybe he gets eight strikeouts, but he'll never pay off that tag. Um, I'll stick with you, Blender. What do we think on Steven Brault on the other side of this game? Can he pitch 90 pitches? I guess. <laughs> okay, then he's in play. Pittsburgh's a good park uh, uh, that, that kills righty power. I know the Nationals are hot, but, I mean, maybe people will play more of the Nationals at these prices. I mean, they're all very expensive. So, like, I know that they have a 5.2 implied run total, but, you know, if I'm going to play, like, Garrett Cole as my SP1, like, in GPP, I'm not saying this is a cash play, like, I got to be interested in anyone as cheap as Brault at 5400 on DraftKings to at least consider in my GPP, like, builds. Grant, any thoughts here on uh, Stephen Brault? I mean, my buddy Kirk DC has taught me something about Pittsburgh pitchers. It's 
they're all certified losers. They're all terrible. <laughs> they all are not good. Washington's on way too much of a heater right now. They've been playing fantastically. I'm not going to mess with Brault, even though he's really cheap. There's other guys that I'd rather take a shot on there slightly more. I don't think it's worth it at all. I'm, I'm not playing him. I think the biggest problem with me with Brault is Washington doesn't strike out against lefties. So I think I would rather take somebody in this cheap price range that, you know, has a little bit of strikeout upside. Uh, so uh, as far as the Washington bats, Grant, I'll start with you here on the Washington side. What are we looking at for the Washington bats? I mean, they're all really in play. Rolf's not a great pitcher. They have a high run total. They're going to go lower on because of their price tags, but their price tags are a little bit restrictive. If you want to get Cole into your lineup, then there's really not an SP2 outside of, uh, well, I guess one that we'll get to later uh, that you can really go with. So I'm going to stack them up. I'll probably end up stacking them up without Cole in my lineup here. But, like, all these guys are good, and I'd, I'd focus, obviously, on the righties. Turner, Rendon are two of the top plays here in this lineup here. But I don't mind going lefty-lefty in a matchup like this where they're in a ballpark that has been better for lefty power. Brault's not going to go that late into the game. He can get beat up a little bit here. He has a little bit of trouble with walks, and this lineup can work the count. So he's going to get four, three to four innings, or these guys are going to get three to four innings with uh, some bullpen arms. So I don't, I don't mind a stack here, but – it's really the guy I'm looking at is Rendon, but it's tough to pay that price tag. Um, Jordan, when we're looking at Washington, I'll, I'll let you give me your thoughts on Washington and then roll it over to Pittsburgh. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts here? At these prices? No, I'm, I'm, I'm a cheapskate. I don't want any of these guys. Maybe, maybe if Dozier's back from it, – it, it, it's a baby narrative, right? He was off for paternity leave, so that's a guaranteed home run right there. That's the exact opposite of what it is. You're sleep deprived. Stevie has a kid. He knows what's happening. <laughs> um, yeah, baby narrative. Yeah, yeah exhausted. <laughs> but uh, he's cheap. Like, you know, I think that's why you're kind of mentioning him here. He's 3.6K facing a lefty. If he's back, he's certainly in play. Uh, thoughts on Pittsburgh? Uh, I, I think Pittsburgh people are going to overlook, rightfully so, because they're going to see Scherzer. And then no, no one likes playing Pittsburgh to begin with. But if Scherzer's only going to pitch 80 pitches, that means he'll be out by the fifth and sixth inning, and the snatch bullpen is horrible. So these guys are all priced down uh, for, for Scherzer, and I think you could play guys like Reynolds, Bell, Moran. Not a stack. I would never play a stack in this situation. But I could see playing one-offs, uh, the lefty one-offs, because you, you almost know that you're going to get at least three innings out of the Nationals bullpen, and these guys may be 1% owned on a nine-game slate. Grant, any thoughts on Pittsburgh here? Uh, I mean, I honestly don't hate Bell's a little bit too cheap. So we're talking about them going up against Scherzer, but the Nationals do not have a great bullpen. Scherzer's probably only going to go maybe five innings. Um, like, it, it's, it, we have to wait and hear what this pitch count is, but it makes an interesting contrarian play in big field tournaments to – stack up Pittsburgh, especially stack up the lefties bats. Scherzer is a guy that's known for giving up some bombs to bats occasionally. I mean, he may strike out 35% of the field, but he can still give up bombs. So going with any of these lefties bats that don't really strike out at a whole a lot of a rate uh, and then getting a nice little bit of Nationals bullpen, I don't hate the Pittsburgh stack in real big field tournaments, but smaller ones, I don't think there's anyone I'm going for. He doesn't strike out at a high clip? No, I know. The, I, I know. I point out, like me, me and you use different vernacular. Like you, anytime that you're on, it's always like everything's a clip, and for me, everything's a rate. And I saw, like, we tried to switch there. I mean, I, I, I mix it up. I, I, I like to mix things up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, I also could see if this game becomes like a weather thing and they have to push it back or whatever. I could see them scratching Scherzer here too, uh, moving him to the next day and um, not playing with the weather. And if that happens, all the Pittsburgh bats are really priced down for a matchup with Scherzer. So really pay attention to that as well. Rays and Orioles, nine and a half total. Ryan Yarbrough against uh, Wojciechowski. Um, Yarbrough is a minus 215 favorite. Grant, any thoughts here on Yarbrough? I, I, I don't think I'm going to go with him. Um, like, he's in play. I think there's a guy that, or a lot of guys that I would rather play at that pay, play at that price tag. I guess going up against Baltimore, but he's 9.3 K. They do have a lot of K's in this lineup. He is a decent pitcher with a decent K rate. It's a lefty going to get up against Baltimore, but I can't I can't rationalize paying 9.3 K for him. I just I don't think I can do it. 
give me Sorica for a little bit more, in my opinion. I think Yarbrough's just too expensive on this slate. Uh, Blender, go ahead and talk Yarbrough, and then you can go into Wojciechowski as well. Well, ditto on Yarbrough. 9,300 is way too much, even though the Orioles kind of stink. Uh, you know, this is a big ballpark downgrade for him, and it's just that there's, there's not going to be enough lefties in the Orioles lineup for, to, I mean, 9,300, really. I'm more interested in Asher Wojciechowski or what Wadge or whatever his name, depending on the Rays lineup. Uh, I, if you watch him pitch, like he's so much better to righties than he is to lefties. And the righties in the Tampa Bay lineup, most of them are not fly ball hitters. We're playing in Baltimore and he gives up fly balls. So like if I see more righties and more ground ball type hitters, I think Woj at 6,800 has upside against the Rays team. Uh, but, I mean, it's not like I want to pay 6,800. It's just that we're going to see on this slate there are pitchers to pay up for, but there's really no one that you really are excited about paying down for at all. So, like, you got to – for GPP builds, unless you're going to play a lot of vomit stacks, you're going to have to, like, hold your nose and take one of these guys under 7K. Grant, when we're looking at Woji, you know, he, he did mention under 7K. There's not a ton of options down here. I think there is one chalk guy that we'll talk about here in a few minutes. Um, what are your thoughts on Woji? Yeah, the guy's got 13% swing strike rate. Tampa Bay's a good team, and it is over in Baltimore. I could easily see him getting blown up, but it's just the way that the slate rolls out that, like, he's got to be slightly in play. He gets enough strikeouts where if he can just land on the right side of home run to fly ball variance, which is very likely possible with this Tampa Bay team that a lot of these hitters are line drive hitters and ground ball hitters. So there's a decent chance that they don't leave the yard here. On top of that, they strike out a slightly above average clip. So I, 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 I like Woj. I'm not in love with it, but it's just he's 6.8K and there's not a whole lot of options. I mean, the chalk option we'll get to later, but Woj is definitely in play. Uh, Grant, any thoughts here on the Tampa Bats? I mean, this is still a guy that gives up bombs playing in a very friendly ballpark with a bad bullpen behind him. So, absolutely have some interest in bats here. Uh, Meadows, like, Woj has struggled versus lefties. So, Meadows at 4.8K, Choi at 4.1K. Then you got Aguiar, who can hit it out of the ballpark. no going up against a righty is not optimal, but he's cheap at 4K for a catcher. Duffy, 3.5K if you need a punt. Kiermaier is the guy that really interests me, especially if he's batting lower on the lineup. Woj has been terrible versus lefties. He's an extreme fly ball guy. And Kiermaier is an extreme ground ball guy. Every time he goes up against a big fly ball guy, he hits it out of the ballpark. He's going to go almost unowned. He's only 4.2K. Honestly, I think he hits a bomb today. And I really, really want to use him because no one ever plays him against big fly ball guys. And he always mashes it. Um, yeah, I, I can see that. I don't mind any of the lefties here. Um any thoughts here, um, Jordan, and you can roll into the Baltimore side as well. You forgot one lefty. Apparently, uh, if he's in the lineup, uh, I don't know. I think one of his family members works for DraftKings. So I don't know why Eric Sogard is 5,000, but no one's going to play him. So if you're going to play a, a race back, is second base, so it's a scarce position. Uh, it's one of those, it's a nine-game slate, and it, it, even if people playing Rays may not even play him. So you never know. Why? Why not do it? And then on the, the Orioles side, I think that against Yarbrough, I think the, the prices on these bats are cheap enough that, like, I don't mind playing Alberto, Mancini, Nunez, Villar, Severino, like that five-man stack. The problem is that I would like it so much better. If Yarbrough, let's say, was 2000 cheaper, people would play Yarbrough, and i get way more leverage. So just understand that if you're going to play the Orioles, it's not like it was uh, this past slate where Montgomery was mega chalk. So the Orioles was extremely good leverage. So here you just have to see if the Orioles are better than another stack that you're considering playing, regardless if you're playing 150 lineups or one or three lineups. It's just that the prices, I mean, you could get a under 20K stack uh, in a good ballpark against a pitcher who isn't all really all that great. Yeah, Nunez was a core play for me on Wednesday. Loved him, played him a ton. Alberto played him a lot as well. Um, I like those two guys against lefties every time they're facing a lefty. And Garbro's not a bad pitcher. He's, you know, a little bit better against righties. But, you know, he's he's getting a massive ballpark downgrade here. Grant, what are your thoughts on Baltimore? 
I really have no interest in almost anyone here. I mean, the pricing's all right. Mancini's all right. Nunez is all right. But Yarbrough is a pretty decent pitcher. Baltimore is not that great of a team. I get it's a good ballpark, and they did just go off yesterday. But I, I just, like, no one really stands out outside of Severino there at 3.3K is the one guy that I would end up playing going up against a lefty. He is a decent line drive hitter, and, like, Yarbrough is not really great at anything. He just doesn't walk a whole lot of guys. So 3.3K going up against a mediocre strikeout rate pitcher where he's going to be putting the ball in play a whole lot. You can get your points out of him. So it's it's really just – Severino for me. It's just the price play. All right, moving on. We got the Indians and the Mets. Aaron Seville against uh, Noah Syndergaard. Syndergaard is a one forty-eight favorite. Uh, Grant, I'll start with you here. I think Seville um, Seville is going to be the chalk cheap SP two pitcher on this slate, um, considering price, considering his AAA numbers, and you know, considering the matchup. Um, what do we do here with a chalky sixty-two hundred pitcher going up, going into New York and facing the Mets? Yeah, that's the thing. It's a good ballpark. It's not that great of a lineup. The kid's got good stuff here. He's been pretty decent in the majors, but he can get beat up at any time. I'm waiting to see what the projected ownership is on him because if it's going to be sky high, don't do it. There's a guy that I've got later that is a much better pivot. But as of right now, if he's like 25 to maybe 30% owned, I, I see playing him a bit and just dealing with the ownership. I mean, the kid has got good enough stuff. This isn't a great line. If you're going to have Joe Panic batting second, the bottom half of the order is trash. There's still a decent amount of or of Ks in this lineup. And the only two guys you really got to worry about is Alonzo and Conforto. So if you can make it through there, then there's a decent chance for a good outing. Um, so he's the chalk option for a reason, but there's another guy that I think you can pivot off. Yeah, Blender, when we're looking at this spot, like, it, on paper, it's a great matchup. It's, you know, 6,200. There's a good chance he goes 15-plus here. I know you play the ownership game a lot more than, you know, a lot of us uh, when it comes to this. I expect this kid to get 30-plus percent, and I think that's actually probably on the low end. I think we see Brandon McKay 2.0 with this matchup. I don't think it'll be that – he'll be that that owned – it really depends on how the projection systems. He doesn't have that big of a sample size. It, it's quite possible another pitcher starts stealing his ownership based on his matchup, and we'll get to that. Like uh, I'm always for like stacking against the chalk SP two, but like if I don't play Savelle, it's like who, who am I playing? So like if I do build lineups that don't have Savelle, I could see playing some Mets, but like Woj could have more upside than him. I mean, obviously more downside. So it's like, I'm not, I don't mind if he comes in at like 24%, 25%. I don't mind playing. I'm, it, you're not, it, you're going to play Urato. You're going to play Detweiler. I mean, you, I'm going to play Brault over him. Like he, it's a much better matchup. It's a much better ballpark. I think, you know, he, he doesn't necessarily get blown up. If he does poorly, it's like eight points. It's like, okay, I could do worse than that. It's just that even on the Mets side stacking against him, I don't want to pay these – I don't want to pay 5600 for Pete Alonzo. So if I'm not willing to do that, I might as well just play Sabal. Um, yeah, so I'll give my thoughts here. I expect him to be really popular. The only reason that I could see him not getting a ton of ownership is because Tanaka is going into Oakland at cheap price tag, and we'll talk about him when we get there. But, uh, you know, I think this is a spot where – I'm perfectly okay going, you know, overweight on him and just playing the matchup. Uh, Blender, when we're looking at Syndergaard here, he's a slight favorite. He's facing the Indians. They don't strike out at a high clip. He's been pitching a lot better in the second half of the season. Uh, do you have any interest here in Noah? Uh, uh, Syndergaard, I only play based on ownership. I think too many people play him. He doesn't have as high of a, a K upside as most pitchers in his price range. So if you tell me Syndergaard's 12%, I'll play him. But most of the time, he's 20-plus on these type of slates. I think if, if people are not going to play Garrett Cole, they're going to they're gonna play they're gonna play Syndergaard. So I, I'm, I'm going to expect his ownership to be higher than what I think his upside is going to be. Grant, thoughts on uh, Noah Syndergaard here? He's – look at his numbers. He's an average pitcher. He's not getting strikeouts. Like, he's barely above a league average strikeout pitcher at 23.7%. He has a 4x fit. Yes, he doesn't walk too many guys. He gets a lot of ground balls. But he's going up against a Cleveland team that's very good. Yes, he could have a 10K outing. He randomly does that sometimes. But Cleveland's really not the kind of 
spot where that's going to happen. I have no interest in Syndergaard, even if he's going to be low-owned. I'm just going to pay up for uh, Cole, or I'd rather go with Soroka. Yeah, honestly, he's probably my fourth favorite out of this five that are over 10K. Um, I really don't love Syndergaard in this spot. I could see if he's low-owned, maybe taking a shot, but they they don't strike out at a high clip here. Grant, any interest in the Indians' bets? I mean, in a big field tournament, I don't mind it. Syndergaard can get blown up occasionally. He's going up against a lot of fly ball hitters. Santana, Puig, Ramirez, Kipnis are all fly ball guys. And they're going to come on a very low ownership. Their prices aren't really too bad. I mean, Kipnis is 3.4K. If you're talking about a stack that you can get with some elite, elite bats, I mean, you can get Santana, for Lindor, and Ramirez for an average of 4400 per bat. That's super cheap on this slate. I don't mind it for big field tournaments. I don't even mind it for smaller field tournaments, a middle of mini stack with Ramirez, Santana, Lindor, or even Kipnis in it. Like, you can make a nice four-man stack for really cheap here. The guys have good numbers, and Syndergaard, like I said, is just basically an average pitcher right now. That's how he's playing. I get he has great stuff. I get he throws heat, but he can easily get beat up any given time, especially going up against a team that can hit fly balls at a pretty great rate. Um, Blender, you know, when we're looking at this, you know, if we don't have a ton of interest in, in Syndergaard, what are we doing here on the other side of this, you know, with the bats, with the Cleveland bats? What else is Syndergaard known for being bad at? Holden runners. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Lindor, Allen, Puig, Jack in a bag, right? Someone says that, right? Jack in a bag. Uh, Ramirez, I mean, I could, I could, maybe not a five-man stack. I mean, I could, at these prices, you can. But, like, if Allen's batting second, hey, if Mercado's in, I don't even care if it's righty-righty. Mercado could steal 15 bases in one game against Syndergaard. So, like, I think the upside on the Indians' bats relative to Syndergaard's ownership is much higher than people think, being that they have several base stealers in their lineup. And, that you know, a double steal, that's 10 points to your stack. Like, I think people are going to gonna look at Syndergaard and go, hey, maybe I'll play him, but I won't play bats against him. And we may see these Indian bats at under 10% owned on a nine-game slate, which I think is too little. Um, I'll let you keep your thoughts here when it comes to the Mets. The, you know, my biggest issue with the Mets, the two guys you want to play are Alonzo and Conforto, and they're both expensive. So, uh, you know, that's my biggest issue. The only reason that, you know, you're taking a shot on the Mets here is because, you know, Seville is going to be very popular. Yeah, and the price is just it makes the stack like a 21, 22K stack. And then once you take Alonzo out, it's like, well, how do they get 10 runs without him not getting a piece of it? So it's like I'm not playing a Joe Panic one-off. That sounds stupid. Maybe you could play Ramos, a catcher, okay, 3,900. That's not big of a steal. J.D. Davis at 4,600. It's just that the price – like, you sure, like Todd Frazier, take him as a one – like any of these guys are fine as a one-off, I guess. You can take a Conforto one-off, but I just don't see this stack. I don't see the upside in this stack, regardless of Savali's ownership. All right, Grant, um, I'll let you give me your thoughts here on the Mets, and then we'll keep rolling here. I mean, it's an interesting big field tournament. It's fine just if Savali is going to be 30% owned. Yes, they're not a great team, but they do have enough good bats in there. I mean, Ramos is not the worst bat in the world. Conforto and Lonzo are good bats. Yes, they are expensive, but – you can, you can take them and throw in a guy like Rosario who has some pop, Davis who has some pop, Frazier who has some pop, and Savale, if he's having a bad outing, which is realistically possible, I mean, is this team any worse than the Mariners are? Probably not, and we just saw what happened with McKay. It's not a great ballpark, which makes me get off a little bit. So extreme field, ter- extremely big field tournaments, yes, it's fine. Uh, just Alonzo Conforto and some random other power bats, but – other than that, like, I, I don't hate Alonzo or Forto's one-offs just because I love playing Alonzo every single day as a one-off. And there is a slight correlation between him and going up against a chalk pitcher. So it does have essentially getting you 16 points on the field or 18 points on the field instead of uh, just 14. So Muncie steals second, first and second, no outs. Bellinger's up and he lines into a double play. Oh, I love baseball. Uh, moving on, we got the Marlins and the Braves. Nine total here. Sandy Alcantara against Mike Sorka. Uh, Sorka's a minus 300 favorite. Um, Grant, thoughts here when it comes to um, Alcantara? I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of tough. 
he's not good, which is why it's tough. And Atlanta's good, but there's not much on the slate. I don't think it's really a good idea to go here. I mean, he doesn't have an NFK rate at 16%, and Atlanta doesn't strike out at a massive K rate. Maybe if both Duval and Flowers are in there, then like maybe you have enough of a K rate in there to justify his potential upside. But in all likelihood, this is a good ballpark, decent hitting conditions, and not great pitcher going up against a very good team. So everything's kind of against him. I don't think I'm going there. Yeah, uh, if this game was in Miami, maybe I'd take a shot. Um, you know, Blender, when you're looking at the spot, do you have any interest here in Alcantara? You couldn't pay me to play this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, give me your thoughts here on Sorka. We have, a, you know, five guys over 10K. What's your thoughts here on Sorka? I never I never play him. What, what am I – four strikeouts or something? I might as well play Syndergaard. I mean, to me, this, this slate is all about – if you're in this range, you're go- you're going to get coal, and if you're not getting coal, just pay down and play the bats. Because I just I maybe maybe there may be one other guy, there may be another guy, uh, but no, like I I just 10K for Soroka. Yeah, he's quote safe, but I mean I get there are plenty of other. I, I'd rather hope and luck out on a Wojciechowski 18 point game than just like lock in a Soroka 18. I know it's against the Marlins. But like, like really, like how many, like how many points do you expect to get out of him? Well, he's averaging. You could get a complete game shutout out of him. Yeah, he's he's averaging twenty-seven and a half and three starts against him this season. So like the upside's certainly there. Yeah, oh, be owned. He'll be all if it does. Tell me he's going to be twenty percent owned. Not get out of here. No, I don't know. We have five guys. We have a lot of guys in this range. Like I like Sorka a lot. Like if I'm not paying up for Cole, it's Sorka for me. I like the 2K discount. I, I love Cole today. Don't get me wrong. Um, Grant, where, where, where's your thoughts here on Sorka? I mean, he's a heck of a lot better play than Syndergaard. I drastically prefer Cole. I probably prefer Marquez. But this is going up against Miami. In every single aspect, he's better than Keuchel is. And he's going up against the same team that Keuchel was just going up against. So I'm guessing he's going to outscore him. You mentioned it, 27 points per matchup. If I can get 30 points out of him, I'm more than happy – that's going to keep me in range of anyone who played Cole, even if Cole does have a dominant outing. So, yes, he's in play. I think I prefer Marquez, but I, I, he's, he's in play because Miami's terrible, and I don't want to play any Miami bats except for maybe, maybe Diaz just because he's under 3K and the guy has some pop. Um, all right, let's talk bats here. Anything, Grant, on the Miami Marlins side that you like? Diaz is 2.9K. Everyone else is trash. They're going up against a good pitcher. I would play Diaz, and that's it. Um, Blender, any interest in the Marlins? And then you can switch it over to the Braves. Well, I mean, this is the – I mean, I, I don't. But, I mean, if you wanted to make a vomit stack, this is what it could be. If you wanted to play something like Cole and Marquez together, you'd need something like this. I just uh, – I know they're getting a ballpark upgrade, but who the hell do you play? I mean, these people are hard. I mean, you play the lefties, and then they don't have any lefties. So what, what are you supposed to do, play Neil Walker and Ice Diaz as one-offs? I mean, I, I guess you can, but uh, Lewis Brinson, I said, I said it in the Discord. It, it's quite possible I may never roster Lewis Brinson in the, the rest of my lifetime, like of ever playing any time ever. So I don't care that he's 2K, and he had a double and a single today. Oh, he, 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 that was great for him. Jeff Mathis had a stolen base. Max Stassi had a single. The world is coming to an end. <laughs> uh, Joe Berlander gave up, had no base runners, and lost the game. So I mean, this is it's, it's silly season now. But on the on the I mean, uh, Blender, Blender, there is vomit stacks, but this is full night of drinking, hungover, two o'clock in the afternoon, ate an entire pizza, vomit stack. This is not something that anyone would ever one coming out of their body. <laughs> but the Braves, the Braves are fine. I, li- I actually think the Braves are one of the best stacks on the slate. I think Alcantara is a garbage pitcher. He's horrible, the lefties. You could play Albies Freeman if Joyce is in the lineup, and he's batting up in the order. If he's batting fifth at 4K on DraftKings, that's fine. You throw – I mean, Echevarri apparently is a power hitter now. He's shortstop eligible. Ortega is at the bottom. I mean, I don't mind any of these guys. I mean, Acuna is expensive at 5,900. 
But as long as you shove in two, you know, two of these cheaper people, like you can make the stack a five-man stack only like maybe 20, twenty-three and a half. I think people are going to go to to pay up for a little different expensive backs. So it really depends on ownership here. But I just like the way that like Albies and Flowers, like you could get a fill your scarce position and a great hitting environment against a pitcher that could easily give up ten runs. Uh, Grant, thoughts on the Braves here? They're a fantastic set. Cantera. Sandy's absolutely terrible. I mean, he's bad versus lefties. He's bad versus both of them. He, he's just not a great pitcher overall. Similar ISO, similar to Woe, but to both sides of the plate, yes, the underlying number's a little bit better versus lefties, but I don't care. He's going to be normal splits guy. So Freeman, Albies, Acuna, Donaldson, Joyce, and don't forget Flowers. Yes, it's a righty-righty matchup. Flowers still has a 230 ISO versus righties. Alcantara does not strike out guys, and Flowers strikes out at a massive clip. If he's in the lineup, he's got some pop, and he obviously had a good game to, or a decent game today. So, yeah, I mean, Braves have one of the highest implied run totals on the slate, and it's like that for a reason. Uh, there's obviously a better just raw runs team today, but we'll get to that eventually. Yeah, I like the Braves. Um you know, I think this is a really good stop, good stack spot for Atlanta. Um, you know, we're going to talk about Houston. We're going to talk about some of these other spots, but I do think Atlanta is a team that could potentially go overlooked uh, with all these other teams that, you know, we can stack on the slate. So I like Atlanta. Um, moving on, we got the Rockies and the Cardinals. Herman Marquez against Miles Mikolas. Um, Grant, any thoughts here on Herman Marquez? Yeah, it's not a great matchup, but the weather outside is not going to be terrible. It's going to be humid, but it's going to be a bit, like, it's not going to be hot. It's 77 degrees over there. Uh, we currently don't have a run total for this game, and I'm trying to figure out why. I don't know why. Uh, but Marquez, like, he's a good real-life pitcher. pitcher. He's obviously getting a giant ballpark upgrade. And this lineup just is not really that great. Um, they had a little bit of a hot run. I'm not really buying into how good they are. They strike out at an average rate. There's not a whole lot of pitching outside of Garrett Cole on this slate. Marquez has a much higher K rate than Soroka does. And, yes, he's going in a much worse matchup, and he's probably going to face a few lefties, which obviously Marquez has struggled a bit. But he still strikes out lefties at a higher clip than Soroka strikes out anyone overall. So uh, I, I like Marquez here. I don't think he's going to draw a whole lot of ownership considering that Soroka's 600 cheaper so i'd much rather play marquez yeah i hear you um i do like sorka more um i would probably have marquez third on my list over 10k uh blender your thoughts on marquez here uh ditto i w- i wish it's kind of weird we'll talk about the bats i almost wish that cole wasn't on the slate because then marquez would be massive chalk but i think that obviously his ownership is going to be capped based on you know no one's playing Cole Marquez teams unless you're playing a Marlins stack. So I think, like, if you're building GPP lineups with Marquez, like Marquez in a cheap, like a cheapo, like don't worry about being, like, contrarian with your stacks or anything because most likely that construction is, is going to be with Cole in other lineups. So you're just hoping Cole doesn't have a great game. So to me, I would rather play Cole, but if I'm playing Marquez – like then the the bats I don't have to necessarily worry about because I don't see Marquez getting over you know over twenty percent ownership on a nine game slate. Um, Miles Mikolas he's been a lot better at home this season than on the road. Um, Jordan, any any thoughts here on Mikolas? I need to see what projection systems say because I could see Mikolas pop in some projection systems because Savale doesn't have a big sample size, so I could see him being projected too low and Mikolas being projected too high, especially with the Rockies K rate. Uh, I particularly don't like playing Mikolas against uh, a ton of lefties. And we may see like Blackman, Murphy, Tapia, McMahon, Walter, like, like his upside. Mikol, the problem with Mikolas is that if he doesn't, he doesn't get strikeouts. So if he gives up three runs, you're dead because he's not going to be, you're going to get like six points probably or something. So, I could see him getting ownership because people are going to be like, I'll stack the Rockies away from Colorado and the projection systems may like him. And that's the main reason why I'm looking more at the Rockies bats than playing him. 
Um, Grant, any thoughts here when it comes to Mikolas? By the way, guys, I he's just fine. want you to know that I love Rowdy Tells. He, he's my new favorite player. Um, sorry, go ahead, Grant. Thoughts on Mikolas? Did you just did you just have something good happening? He just tied the game up, so the Dodgers are not dead yet. Like I'm, I'm nice points back, and like ugh, nobody in front of me. Like it's just anyway, Mikolas. Get it, Stevie. Um. I don't really have a whole lot of interest in Mikolas outside of his price. If he's going to draw a lot of ownership, I won't play him. If he's not going to have a lot of ownership, I'll play him. He obviously isn't a great strikeout pitcher, but this is still Colorado going away from Coors. They have a 20% K rate in their lineup, but you have to adjust that for Coors, so it's probably closer to 22. There is some upside just because they don't walk at a huge clip, and Mikolas doesn't walk at a huge clip, so it can go later on to the games. If he's pitching well, he can potentially just get a bunch of outs here. So it's fine. I'm not a huge fan of him, but that's only because I'm expecting him to draw some ownership. Yeah, if like I think both of you guys kind of nailed it. Like, if Mikolas is a guy that comes in at like five percent owned, and you know we we don't see a ton of ownership, I have some interest. Seventy two hundred, I think he does have some upside. Maybe people just love Tanaka, and like people just load up on Tanaka here. So Mikolas, all all projected ownership based for me, and uh, I think Blender pointed out something that's interesting and as far as like see what the projection models have see where what projection he has if he has like a 12 projection i doubt he'll get a ton of ownership here uh rockies bats jordan any any thoughts here on the rockies bats that they're all uh, the only time i want to play the rockies here is if mikolas gets ownership because like do i really want to pay like it's they're they're cheaper than they would be in colorado but not that cheap but you could build a stack using like a murphy or tapia or if you want to throw in a Walters, a catcher in your stack or something, you could build it cheap enough that, like, if, if Mikolas gets 16 18% ownership, like, no one's going to be playing these Rockies because in the perceived ballpark downgrade. But it's not like St. Louis is that bad of a hitting environment. So, like, story at 5,400, I know it's righty-righty, but, like, it's a scarce position. And, like, story has all the power. I mean, so, so he only hits it. 418 feet and not 430 feet. It's still a home run, and it's at a shortstop position that no one's going to pay up for in that spot. So, like, I don't consider any of the Rockies to be cash plays at all, and they could be one-offs in, you know, any type of GPP. But I like the stack more the more that Mikolas is owned. And if Mikolas isn't owned, then I'm not gonna, probably not going to stack them up. I think the umpire matters as well. So, um, Grant, any thoughts when it comes to, um, you know, the bats here for Rockies and then you can roll into the Cardinals? Rockies are too expensive, way too expensive. They're not getting a big discount outside of the bats and lower that are not that great. Mikolas is a good real-life pitcher. Over on the other side, Marquez is a good pitcher. It's that simple. Some of these guys are decently priced. Like, I'm not going to argue with – Pretty much any Cardinals bat one through six, they're all or one through seven, they're all priced a little low, but they're not very good, and it's not a good matchup. So I'm not playing anyone in this game. Yeah, you know, obviously the Rockies, you know, I don't really have a ton of interest unless Mikolas is high owned. And when it comes to the Cardinals bats, I respect Terman Marquez. There's not really a lefty power bat in this lineup that I have to have. Jordan, any thoughts on the Cardinals before we move on? It's a stack five man that's under twenty k. I probably will have some. Detroit at Houston, eight and a half total. Jordan Zimmerman against Garrett Cole. Cole's a minus five fifty favorite. Um, Grant, any interest here in Zimmerman? We can just save some time. Don't play anyone from Detroit batters or pitchers. <laughs> Jordan, um, I'm guessing you're on the same page here. Daniel Norris and Tyler Alexander limited the Astros to one run. Anything could happen, but I agree with Grant. <laughs> um, Jordan, give me your thoughts here on Garrett Cole. He's the best pitcher on the slate. He's the highest strikeout rate. He's the 12. In, in comparison, he probably should be more expensive. So, like, the, the Tigers are horrible. Look, even with Verlander, like, it, they, he only gave up two hits, and they were over the fence. And that's what we expect from Verlander. And he still put up 39 points on DraftKings. So feel free to play as much Garrett Cole as you'd like. 
Grant, um, at what point does Garrett Cole get too much ownership that you don't want to play too much of him? About 99%. <laughs> um, I'm guessing you like Garrett Cole just as much here. Yeah, he's going up against Detroit, which is still hilarious to me that Houston was supposed to be the lock of the century yesterday. Of course they lost because that's how things go. Cole may not get the win here. He may give up one run and not win. Um, I'm not expecting that to happen, but Garrett Cole is the clear top play on this slate. This Detroit team's terrible. He is absolutely ridiculous. He's got the highest K rate in the league, 37 or 37% here. Just play him. Just absolutely play him. Just lock him in and just – you're not going to get a 50-point outing from anyone else in the slate. He might legitimately get you one. Grant, thoughts on the Houston Bats in this spot? It's against Jordan Zimmerman. They have the highest implied total on the slate. They are priced up. I don't care. Play them. It's, people might be worried because of yesterday, but Jordan Zimmerman is one of the worst pitchers in the league. He doesn't strike out, guys. Gives up a lot of fly balls. Gives up a lot of – or a decent amount of fly balls. Gives up a lot of hard contact. He's not great to either side of the plate. He's old. I loved playing him in the past, but this is beyond that point. Like, Houston shouldn't get as much ownership as they – will or they should get more ownership than they will because they're pricing so just play houston bats springer altuve brentley bregman alvarez guriel Torinos, just everyone and even if you need a punt mayfield's 2.9k gonna be a tough kind of stack jordan when we're looking at pricing like you're gonna be playing two you know cheaper pitchers um i i know that um you know you love the pricing game what are we doing here with houston on your end I most likely I'm, – I'm, I could pretty much almost say definitely I will not have five-man Astro stacks. The, the, and even if you include Chirinos or Mayfield, the stack size is 24 plus K. If you don't include them, it's nearly 27 K, which means you ain't playing them with Cole. Uh, what you, if you play Brinson? Oh, I'm not playing Brinson. Get out of here. Brinson Diaz, a little uh, Miami vomit two man. What am what, I what, just throwing money away? What, what am I doing here? Uh, it's not that I'll still play these guys as one offs, two mans, three mans in a five three, you know, like that type of thing on DraftKings. My one suggestion this is that I, I preach this in the Discord Mayfield's projection is going to be ridiculous, lowers rejection so you don't get a million Jack Mayfield one offs because he's not a good, he's not Lewis Brinson bad. But, like, Mayfield to me is fine in a stack. But don't play a Mayfield one-off when he's going to be, like, 18%, 20% owned because the projection is going to be ridiculous for that price batting ninth. So, like, if you want the rake to be paid, the likelihood of you needing Mayfield at 29K and him getting double-digit plus points to win a large field GPP is, is much higher than the 15 point whatever percent rate that DraftKings chooses. So just put them in your stacks. Don't play them as a one-off. Yeah, glad they priced him up to 2,900. Uh, if he was 2K, <laughs> I would I, I would play him again. Like, no no doubt about it. Rangers and White Sox, 11 total. Gerardo against Detweiler. Pick him game. Grant, any interest in Gerardo or Detweiler here? I do. I do, in fact, have some interest in Gerardo. I mean, look at who's going up against. He's going up against the White Sox. There's actually a high implied total against him, which makes me think that he's not going to get a massive amount of ownership here. Yes, he's not a great strikeout pitcher, but there's a 25% K rate in this lineup here. There are some decent bats. Like, they're not great, but there are some decent bats. Gerardo can still get ground balls at a high clip versus righties, which what we worry about is righty power in this lineup with Abreu, McCann, Jimenez, Anderson. Moncada may be in the lineup again, which is a bit of a downgrade, but this lineup still strikes out at a massive 25% clip. This is a slate where we want to pay it for Cole. Gerardo's $5. He's the guy that I prefer over Surveil. Or Surveil. He, it could go terribly, but just keep in mind a lot of Gerardo's numbers are from playing in Texas in 98-degree weather. So he's a better pitcher than his numbers appear, and he's going up against a high strikeout team that's not great. Um, Jordan, any thoughts here on Gerardo and Detweiler? I, I'm, I'm with Grant. I don't think – it's a hold-your-nose option. But here's two pitchers that are 5K and 4,600 that can pitch 90 pitches. They're up – they're facing teams that strike out a lot. So, like – 
Yeah, it may only be there's a ten percent likelihood that these guys put up twenty plus points. There's there's like a forty percent likelihood they put up a negative score. So like, yeah, they make perfect GPP plays. If you want to fit in Cole, one of these guys, and then uh, and then play whatever stacks you want. It's just that the bats in this game like are just ridiculous. Like, do I want to pay this much for the White Sox? Do I want to pay fifty five hundred for Hunter Pence? So it's not like I'm building like. Uh, 50 lineups, and I'm going to have plenty of the bats in this game. So if I'm not going to have much of the bats, I might as well play the cheap pitchers. Uh, Grant, thoughts on the Rangers bats here? Um, Solak or whatever his name is, uh, I don't – is he in the player pool? some yeah, reason, he, I can't he, find it. He is. I know. He, he, I know he sounds like he came from the planet Vulcan, but they, they actually added him to not be a Tampa Bay player anymore. Okay, yeah. He was – well, I played him on – multiple sites yesterday so i just want to make sure for some reason it's not showing up but yeah he's in play outside of him the pricing in this game is just not good and if gerardo is going to be shocking then stack up the white Sox if you want they strike out a huge clip but like I had this moncada's back in the lineup probably they have some bats in the lineup they're cheap enough i i don't mind a stack in big field tournaments but i love gerardo today yeah, and, you know, you mentioned uh, Nick Solak. You know, he's 3,600. A ton of power in AAA this season. Like, this, you know, he, he certainly has plenty of power. 27 home runs in 114 games. So, plenty of power at 36. Um, don't have Fandle pricing up in front of me, but I would guess he'd be pretty cheap over there on Fandle. They're always kind of behind the eight ball when it comes to that. Um, Jordan, give me your thoughts on the Rangers and then move over to the White Sox. I mean, look at these prices. I mean, up against the lefty, I mean, Andrews, I think they, there you go. Shortstop, 4,300 on DraftKings. Uh, maybe you could throw in a Forsyth at 3,700, maybe. I mean, just for, for the hell of it. But, I mean, Calhoun is 5,100, and Santana's 54, Chu's 48. I mean, this will lower their ownership, sure, but, I mean, you, you could get Astros for these prices. The White Sox are nearly up there. I mean, Tim Anderson's 4,800, and the Braves 4,900. I mean, they're not far below, like, the Astros or the Braves. I mean, they're similar to the Braves, and I'd rather play the Braves. Um, White Sox here, you know, against Gerardo, any interest in them? I just said, I mean, John Jay, 2,500. Have fun with your three points. I mean, you can. I mean, I'd rather play John Jay than Lewis Brinson. So, I mean, that that's the that's the plus. Uh, what about that's the only plus from him what about Yohan Mankata Grant 4,500 like when we're looking at the White Sox you know I know he's coming off the IL but 4,500 from Mankata I think there's some upside in that yeah yeah there's definitely a bit of upside that like there's some upside in these bats now there's massive amounts of K's but there's some upside Mankata has power especially against a righty Abreu has power McCann has power Jimenez has power Anderson has power you can stack these guys up because they can all hit bombs. They may not get on base a whole lot because there's absolute trash outside of those guys. Every, every single guy that I didn't name there is horrible beyond belief. So you're hoping on bombs. That's why Gerardo's in play. If the ball gets hit hard in play, they can take it out of the ballpark here. I don't mind a stack in big field tournaments. Honestly, I'm going to play a ton of Gerardo. And it's not even a hedge stack just because they could hit home runs and they're not going to have any ownership or much ownership. All right, moving on. We got the Yankees and the Athletics, nine and a half total. Tanaka, Rorick, uh, pick them game. Grant, any interest here in Tanaka? I mean, the price tag's nice. He's not been great this year, but it's an all right matchup. They have an above average K rate in the projected lineup. Tanaka, we always worry about him giving up home runs, but he's playing over in Oakland now as opposed to the Yankees or Yankee Stadium. And he only has a 5.6% walk rate going up against a high walk opponent. So if he's on, he can crush here for his price tag on a slate where we need some extra money. Tanaka's outside of Irata, one of my favorite plays, but it all comes down to ownership. Um, all right, uh, Blender, what are we looking at here with Tanaka? Uh, I'm most likely going to be playing bats against him. But I mean, but I'm the contrarian thing. So I mean, so that that's that's I look at Tanaka and I go, where are the four home runs in this lineup? You know, like, it doesn't matter what ballpark. I don't care. Like I said before, so it's 10 feet shorter. Great. They still hit it 440 feet off of them. So, like, I don't even it's, care. It's 10 feet shorter, but on top of that, it's at sea level, and it's 60 degrees compared to 85 degrees 
So it, it makes a massive plus there's huge foul per ground. Now well, hold on one second. I'm just I'm just going to do a quick search. Uh, in today's game, uh, the A's hit three and the Yankees hit one. There was that that Astros A's game that I stacked that had eight home runs in it. It's Oakland. It's 62 degrees. They'll still hit it out. People think that it lowers the ownership. If everyone treated it as it was neutral and the ownership reflected that, I'd agree with you. But most people don't like targeting, quote, pitchers parks. So that if it lowers the ownership enough, then the probabilities work out. So that's the reason I look at that. If Tanaka is going to be 26% owned, I'm just making up a number, but I can see him be that popular uh, and people aren't going to want to play in Oakland. Like these Oakland bats, I mean, I know they're priced up a little, but I don't mind Chapman, Olsen, Semi in a shortstop. Chris Davis is 3,200. He hit one, he could hit one off of Tanaka. You can play Corbin Joseph if he cracks the lineup at second base. Pinder, I mean, it's, it's just cheap enough that – the stack in general may only be, especially if Tanaka's own, like 3% owned on a nine-game slate. And if Tanaka gets killed, we've seen him get killed, killed, where he comes out after like two-thirds of an inning after giving up eight runs. Um, any interest in Rorick, Blender? He may, he may be uh, one of my favorite pitchers on the slide. I'm going to use the opposite. See, I, I, this is how you do it. You know how I mentioned everything before about the, the, the A's bats? Uh, I want to mention that Rourke is pitching in a great stadium that limits power, and the Yankees have power that could be limited. And Rourke could strike out righties, and the Yankees have a bunch of them that could strike out. Judge just looks at pitches. So, I mean, there's three strikeouts right there, uh, and no one's going to play him. So, like, 85 – people are going to play Tanaka before they play Rourke. And if Rourke comes in at, like, 8% down in a nine-game slate, I don't mind playing him in builds that are not cold. Like, I could play, a, like, Marquez Rourke, Aurora Woj or something, and then be very be very different at pitcher, so then I could play chalky or bats. Grant, any thoughts here on Rourke? Yeah, I mean Blender basically nailed it. He's very good against righties. I just played Homer Bailey against the Yankees in this ballpark and he put up twenty six points. I could see a similar thing from Rourke. People don't think Rourke's a good pitcher, but he is very good versus righties, and there's what? Three lefties. None of them are nearly as good as the righties in this lineup. So, yes, Rorick is very much in play here. Yeah, you know, you guys have nailed it. There, There's maybe three, potentially four lefties in this lineup where he struggles as lefties. Grant, any thoughts here on the Yankees' bats? I mean, I'll still play Judge. I'll still play Sanchez because of their price. I'll still stat, have probably a stack of them because Rorick can get into trouble here and then things go fine. But it's not a great stadium, nothing in particular. It's mostly just pricing. I like Didi and I like Ford a lot in this spot. Ford's 3,200. Didi's 4K. Really like those guys. Um, Blender, any interest in the Yankees? And then you can go over and, you know, kind of sum up your thoughts on Oakland before we move on. No, I'll agree, I'll agree with everything that, that you guys said. And the A's, to me, I think against Tanaka, you could play one. Like, if you just want to play one guy, that's the home run that he gives up. You can still play t- – if you're playing 50 lineups, 20 lineups, whatever – you can play half your lineups with Tanaka and then your non-Tanaka lineups, throw in one of these guys, and like Tanaka can make value and the other guy hits a home run. So you're finding both types of lineups. But like I I'm looking at scoring big field GPPs, and if Tanaka's gonna be owned, I I don't mind taking any of the guys, even Grossman at thirty seven hundred. Like just give me five guys, hope Tanaka doesn't have his stuff and he gives up eight runs in an inning. Uh, Grant, thoughts on Oakland? Olsen, Chapman, Davis, look for one-off power. If Tanaka is going to be chalky, yeah, you can stack him, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I think Oakland, or Olsen's probably my favorite bat here, and I think it'll be a lot of people's favorite bats, but that's fine with me. Blue Jays and Dodgers, last game on the slate. Uh, Wagus pack against Maeda, nine total here. Maeda is a 270 favorite. Grant, any interest here in Wagus pack? No, kind of a reverse splits guy, which helps, but he's not that good, and Dodgers are very good. Yeah, I talked about this yesterday on the podcast. Like, he, his underlining numbers are screaming regression against lefties. Um, there's a lot of regression coming from him for him for lefties. His XFIP is, you know, two runs plus higher than his ERA. Going to see a lot of regression with him on lefties. Do you have any interest here, uh, Blunder, on Wagyu spec? No, nah, no. Nah, for 200 less, I could play Woj. 
So, I mean, I think Wagaspak actually has a narrower range of outcomes between, like, negative six and six. Woj has a, has a range that's, like, negative 18 to 30. So, like, I'll, I'll, I'll pay, I'll pay a, a down a little and just hope Woj, like, strikes out nine guys. But it's not going to be Wagaspak doing that. Um, any interest in Maeda? Uh, I, I never have interest in him. He, he gives up too much hard contact to lefties, and people play him. So, like, yeah, I'd play Maeda if he was single-digit owned in this spot. But if anything, I'm more interested in some uh, Toronto power bats. Grant, um, am I crazy for having interest in Maeda today? No, absolutely not. He crushes righties, and there's going to be a lot or decent amount of righties in this lineup. The lefties in this lineup, we have Tells, we have Fisher. They're trash. McKinney's not very good. And Bichio strikes out a huge clip. All the lefties strike out a massive clip. All the righties are decent. But Kenta Maeda is fantastic versus righties. Really like Maeda. If he's not going to draw much ownership, I don't care if he's only going to get up to 90 pitches. He can get 30 points in 90 pitches going up against Toronto. Yeah, I like the strikeout upside. I think, like, a Maeda Sorka team, you know, only using 18K for your pitchers. Like, I think it's interesting. Um, <laughs> Blender's going to puke over there. Um, I can guarantee you that's not a lot of construction that I will own tomorrow. <laughs> um, Grant, any interest in the Blue Jays' bats? Not really. Um, maybe maybe Biggio or Tellis just because May is for bad versus lefties, but that's it. Yeah, Biggio is interesting at 3,800. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Maeda kind of struggling with lefties. I don't mind him. I don't mind Fisher. Fisher's 3,900. He has some power upside. Um, what's your thoughts here, Blender? And then you can go over to the Dodgers. Is Smoke not going to play? Um, or is it they lose their DH, so it's going to be smoke or tells. It'll be one of the two. Okay, I like smoke. I, I anytime smoke's facing a righty, he's much better from the left side of the plate. So that's why I I it, I'd much I I prefer my Ada if it, I get like tell us I, I don't I don't rate very highly, but if smoke's in the lineup, I like smoke a lot more, and I don't mind playing like if my is off, he'll he'll be off, and like he can give up three home runs. So like I don't mind any of the power. I'm not. I'm not saying that I'll have a five-man stack. I ain't paying 4900 for Bo Bichette uh, on this slate. But, like, to me, to me, I agree with you guys, what you guys have said. If Maeda is low-owned, I play Maeda. And if Maeda is high-owned, I, I – high-owned Maeda is, is – the only thing worse than Chalk Maeda is Chalk Musgrove. Or Robbie Ray. Um, any interest in the Dodgers? I think the Dodgers really, to me, the Dodgers and the Braves are like the natural non-Astros plays. So I'm just going to just pretty much play the ownership game of between Braves and, and Dodgers. Because you can play either Muncie, Turner, Bellinger, Paul. I mean, you can play against Wagaspak, play any of these. I mean, I'm fine with any of these guys other than maybe I play less jock than most people because uh, anytime a lefty comes in, they just send him back to the dugout. Uh, Grant, you know, the other thing that we got to think about the Dodgers here is the Blue Jays are coming off of a bullpen game. So that bullpen kind of taxed. You know, they used a lot of arms out of that bullpen on um, Wednesday. What are your thoughts here on the Dodgers? I mean, Wagos Pack has been good versus lefties. You said there was screen regression, but not to a huge extent. I like him. I like Jock James Price. I always love playing Bellinger. I like Turner a lot in this matchup as a reverse splits pitcher in Wagos Pack going against him. Really like Pollock. But I'll play virtually everyone. You mentioned the bullpen is going to be taxed. So, yes, I'll be playing some Dodgers bats. I don't know if they're a top three stack for me, but they're close. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, Jordan, we'll let you go first. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. I'll go with Woj. Gerardo. All right. Gerardo. I, I got you. Um, I'll take the chalk. Give me Savelle, I guess. Um, over 8K to score under 15, Blender. Who do you got? Over 8K. Oh, I was going to say. Oh, I, I, I see my eight. I think I'll, uh, is going to do it. I'm going to go. With, I, I'll go with the chalk, Yarborough. All right. Who do you got, Grant? Cindergard. Cindergard. You took my guy. I was going to say no as well. Um, Max Scherzer is going to be my guy. 
over 4k to hit a home run blender you got oh <laughs> just randomly choose an astro I'm going to have to pick one of them. Zimmerman is more of a reverse split. I'll go with Springer. All right. Who you got, Grant? Oh, we lost Grant. He must have lagged out. Um, I will take Free Money Freddie. I'll take Freeman here. And uh, give me your guy under 4K to get two hits. Under 2K, two hits. Under 4K. Under 4K. Under under 2K. I can't do that. It's not Lewis Brinson. That's the Lewis Brinson question. Under 2K, well, I'd, you're forcing me. I guess I have to take Lewis Brinson. Uh, under 4K, uh, let, I, if Smoke's in the lineup, I'll go with Smoke. All right. Let's see. I was scrolling here. There was a cheap guy that I liked, too. Solak, probably. I think that would probably be oh, in the Dozier. one. Dozier. Oh, the baby narrative. Not even the baby narrative, just um... – 3,600 against Stephen Brault. Like, that's just fantastic. I'm trying to do the tout thing that by, <laughs> by giving the reason like that. Give me a, give me a stack uh, to score six or more runs today. Six. I mean, it's, it's too easy to say the Astros. So I'm, it's going to be the Braves. All right. You'll go Atlanta. I'm going to go to the Dodgers. They owe me. Um, they owe me some runs. Hopefully they get the runs here in the bottom of the 10th, but. Um, That's going to wrap it up for Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Hope everyone enjoyed. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.